Thanks for tuning into Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. As promised, I bring you the continuation of our interview with Keith Detweiler. He's presenter-producer at Little Light Studios. As you talk about the different opportunities that God has created and provided for you, you didn't say specifically what it is that you do. So as presenter-producer at Little Light Studios, you know, what, what are your responsibilities? Sure. Well, that's, that's changed quite a bit over the years. You know, as I said earlier, you know, when I first started with Little Light, I'm shipping packages and answering phones and answering emails and that kind of thing. When it was down to two of us, the responsibility of everything really rested upon the two of us. And so I really, at that time, started taking care of more of the financial side of things for Little Light, doing invoicing and collecting and, you know, payroll and things like that. So as in addition to learning how to edit and those kind of things, after we moved to Tennessee and it was just the two of us, of course, those roles were pretty much in place. God moved in a few people in and out. We had you know, three or four individuals in and out until finally we got to the point where we added one, we added another, we added another, we added another. Some of those things that I did stuck. Um, I continued to head up the financial side of things for a little light for a number of years. And in addition to that, I have been helping uh, with the speaking engagements here and there uh, across the U.S. and across the world as needed. You know, we'll do some editing and, you know, come up with presentation materials and, and lead out in those things. You know, whatever, whatever needs to be done, I've, I've worn a lot of hats, um, very, very willing. And it seems like every time we, we add somebody, I need somebody else. <laughs> so I still wear a lot of hats, but Scott and I are sharing the responsibility of being administrators here at Little Light and guiding a new uh, new team and new maybe new generation in some respects. So where I can, I, I teach. Where I can, I learn. And you know, we just help facilitate this team to be creative and reach the world with uh, an end time message. So I still do a lot of things. Fortunately for me, I'm very glad that I don't have to do some of the business things anymore. It was uh, getting getting to be a little much, and it's not really my forte. Um, I can do it, but it's not something I really like to do, and it was taking up a lot of my time, so I couldn't put myself into more creative energies. So I like to work on documentaries and, and producing and creative ideas, hopefully in the near future. I have a documentary that I've been working on for a number of years for research. Hopefully, we'll be able to put that out uh, sometime in the near future, but we'll see. Sounds pretty exciting. There is something that you mentioned earlier as you spoke about making changes in your, let me just use the word diet uh, loosely, in terms of what you eat, in terms of sure. what you watch and lifestyle. And, you know, persons sometimes, young or old, speak about balance. Are you saying we should not watch this? Are you saying we should not go here? I'm going to harp a bit on the word balance. Now, from your perspective, you 
really understand the concept of balance in terms of our diets. And, and I'm not sticking to just the to eat, but in that spiritual sense, you know, what is the kind of balance that we as Christians should be looking for as we live in this world, not being a part of this world? Yeah. Unfortunately, I would say balance has become a, a challenging topic in Christianity. The reason I say that is we understand balance to be equal on both sides. But I would submit to you that from a theological perspective, God never intended for us to have a healthy balance of evil and good. That was never supposed to be equal in our experience. In fact, you have the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That tree we were never supposed to take a part of. We were only supposed to take a part of the tree of life. And I'll submit to you that in God's eyes, that was balance. Only the tree of life was balance. And so there are things in our Christian experience today that we say, well, well, we need to have balance. Well, what we really mean by that is I am not willing to dismiss certain things out of my life that somebody or even God doesn't really want to be part of my experience. So give you an example. There are certain acts performed on a television. Maybe a best example, pornography. How do you balance pornography in your life? You know, we can try to justify that all day long, but, you know, we might smile and smirk because we realize that doesn't make sense. We intuitively know that you can't balance pornography in your life. We were never meant to behold many of the sinful acts that we see portrayed in cinema. We were never meant to listen to some of the music that's put out over the airwaves. We were never meant to participate in games where the objective was to kill every other individual. That's not balance. If we do it a little bit or every once in a while, that's continuing to insist that we enjoy those things. Therefore, we're trying to justify doing them. And I know that a lot of people won't look at it that way. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do because I'm not God. I'm not the parent. I don't have a list of the do's and don'ts. We're guided by principles in God's word. And it's really God's word that I'm really appealing to people to read and going to God and say, it's not about what I say. It's about what he says. And if you look in Galatians chapter five, for example, many people know about verses 22 and 23, where it lists the fruits of the spirit. But the verses that precede that are very detailed as well when it talks about the sins and acts of men. So what you really see in Galatians 5 is a contrast. It's a contrast between what God views as acceptable and what God views as unacceptable. And you might even say if Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is what it means to be having the fruit of the Spirit, then the other things are the absence of the Spirit. Really, we want, we should want, and we need the Spirit of God in our lives. And he's you know, blessed us with things in his word that detail some of those things out. The Bible is very clear that there are certain things that if we participate in them, it says these things will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I'm not the one that says it. It's God that says it. It should be our desire and our goal to align our lives with God's ways because his ways are life. They lead to the ways of everlasting. You know, the Bible says that. It says the wages of sin is death. If we participate in those things, sinful things, these are the very things that Jesus came to die for. 
And a lot of times we dismiss them very, very simply, you know, but God died for those. He died for those things so that you could live. I don't think they're so easily dismissed. And so if it costs the life of the son of God, maybe we should take a more serious look at them and say, what do you want me to do, God? How can I realign my life with your plan? Too often we look at that like it's going to be a downer. You know, if I have to give these things up or if I can't do these things anymore, it's just going to be a downer. I can't imagine living my life any other way, but it's not that way. God says at my right hand, there are joys forevermore. He's promised us so many things. If we would follow him, we would have experiences we can't even imagine. If God is prepared to give you the desires of your heart, you can, you know, you can sure bet that he's going to satisfy the longings that you have deep down. There's nothing else that can satisfy like following God. So, you know, a a balanced diet doesn't mean half of my diet is ice cream and half of my diet is uh, oatmeal. That's not, not the way that it works. So I think balance is used maybe incorrectly. Even balance is not just eating well. It's also exercising. It's also not, not spending all of my time in front of a screen. It's spending time with my children. There's so many things that can be a part of our life that need to be a part of our life. And, you know, too often we just want that one drop of, you know, poison in the water. It's still poison. And if I, if I offered you a a pan of brownies, not that this is the best example. And I said, I only put one drop of poison in the brownies, you know, here you go. You'd probably be hesitant to eat it, but a lot of the things of the world, that's what it is. It's a drop of poison in the water or it's a drop of poison in our food. And yet we willingly too often take part of it thinking that we need that for balance. I would respectfully disagree. I think our lives would be just fine without beholding or participating in acts of sin. Just like you, I would willingly disagree that we need that balance. You know, I sometimes sit down and I ponder and I have watched, I've listened to, and I've seen things in my life that I wish I wouldn't have seen or heard or participated in because it, it is just impossible to, to erase. So as you spoke about, you know, that kind of a balance of the things that we have seen, if we recognize the impact that it has, yeah. on, then we will be more careful. So at the Light Studio, you know, I'm on the webpage and I see kind of like a tagline, create, inspire share and there are a lot of things that you know you have worked on already so could you just tell the listeners you know where on the web they can find little light studios and also maybe what are some of the projects that are underway i don't want to say you have worked on because i know there are a lot but if you could have maybe some of the most significant ones from your experience or maybe what the audience has mentioned by way of feedback sure before, before I do that, I just like to say, I don't want to come off like I'm some um, person standing in judgment. I have the things in my life that I know I have done. I'm coming on this side of it saying, there are things I regret. You know, the way I, I tell people, you know, what is it that I used to put inside my mind? What did I used to watch? I tell people this, I did not hesitate to put anything before my eyes. You can interpret that many a number of ways. And I let people just interpret it however they want. I don't explicitly tell them all the things, but I have my regrets. And I'm just here to say, 
God's way is better. And I wish I would have done it his way from the very beginning. So having said that, um, you are asking about projects. So we have developed a number of projects, probably what really catapulted this ministry into stardom was before I even joined was a series of presentations. Uh, Battlefield Hollywood was what the seminars were titled. And they covered a wide variety of topics, but specifically things like celebrity worship and the Gnostic themes that are in movies and television. Uh, Gnosticism, just a brief primer, is something that came out of the second century Christianity. The Gnostics really flipped the story of the Garden of Eden. They looked at the serpent and they looked at the woman and they said, well, we really value knowledge. We don't understand why the knowledge was bad. And so they really heralded the serpent and they minimized Christ and their storylines do the same thing. They kind of flip that model upside down. Well, that evolved into producing a couple of documentaries on superheroes and cartoons. Well, superheroes do the same thing over and over again. I mean, the script and storyline is is almost the same all the way through. It's very easy to pick out. And you'll notice most of the time, the villain has more attributes like Christ and the hero has more attributes like Satan. If you really study the storyline and and look at it deeply, if I were to ask you, who's the villain in in Avengers? People would say, well, it's Thanos. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's Thanos. But what is Thanos? He is this supreme ruler. He's coming from another planet, outer space, to the earth on a ship called the Sanctuary. He's coming for intergalactic dominion, and in other words, to rule all things. And he is against Earth and its activities, and he's here to destroy it and take over. Well, oddly enough, that is very much what it looks like in the end in Revelation. Jesus Christ is coming not on this planet, but from outer space, he's coming to this planet and he's going to pass judgment and he will destroy this earth. And the inhabitants, if you read Revelation, are very much against him. And he is going to have intergalactic dominion. He's here to rule and claim this planet back for, you know, what's rightfully his. It's very strangely similar. And what is Christ, you know, where is he now? He's in the sanctuary. Just like Thanos is in the sanctuary, his ship is called the sanctuary too. Like, how do they choose these ideas and themes? I don't know. You'll also find, you'll find that kind of imagery and and stuff everywhere. You'll find it in the Matrix. Uh, You know, recently there was a Matrix movie released. The very first one, quite fascinating. Uh, Lots of little things. The principal character, Neo, when he's walking on the ship, the ship is called the Nebuchadnezzar. And he walks past a a marker that is Mark something, something, I forget. But it's like a verse in the Bible. You go and read it. And it's as he's walking by, he's walking by this verse and you read the verse and it really is alluding to the son of man. It's really alluding to Jesus. You look at those directors, producers, who people that make these films, and they'll flat out tell you every name has significance. Every name of every character, everything that they do has significance. They're the ones saying it. All you have to do is interpret interpret the symbols. So we've done superhero documentaries, cartoons. Cartoons are fascinating. I think they're a preparatory stage for children. What you'll find in a lot of cartoons, and I'll say that Disney is probably one of the biggest uh, perpetrators, you'll find that they teach early on several things. One, that you should get rid of rules. Two, that you should follow your own heart. Three, 
that magic, witchcraft, and sorcery are perfectly normal and acceptable. And four, speaking with the dead is a perfectly acceptable practice. If you don't find all four of those four, you will find at least one in all Disney productions and in a lot of cartoons. A lot of cartoons will teach your children to get rid of the rules, obey your heart. It's in so many of them. God's system of government is built on rules. The reason Jesus died on the cross is because man could not keep those rules in his own strength. But it was so important to God that he said, this penalty has to be paid and there's no other way to pay it unless the spotless blood of the Lamb of God is used. That's the only way. This law is so important, it has to be paid in blood. If God could change it, you would think that would be so much easier than sending his own son to die and shed his blood. Certainly, that would be a much easier way. But here we live in a sinful world, a world that is largely influenced and controlled by Satan. And what does he teach children? Don't follow rules. Follow your heart. Follow what you think. And we see that over and over again. We hear it in the songs, even the song from the movie Frozen, you know, let it go, let it go. That song that all the little kids were singing and probably driving everybody crazy. They say in that song, there's a lyric that says, it's not coming to me, but there's something about the rules and just doing away with them. You'll find it in in so many things. So when you teach children that from a young age, and to follow their heart instead. And by the way, the, the text that I related to earlier, Jeremiah 17, 9, says the exact opposite of that. It says the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. So when we're telling our children, just do what you want to do, follow your heart. Like they have the guidance from parents is, is worthless. You know, what your church leaders say, don't worry about it. You know, those that are older and wiser than you, ignore all that. You need to do what's best for you. What you wind up with is a very relativistic society. And relativism, if you take it to its end conclusion, is illogical. It doesn't make any sense at all. So that's a preparatory stage. And I would say that what it leads people to is um, the next stage, which they find in superheroes. I'm, I'm remembering now. She says, no right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. That's what it was. So again, no rules for me, right? But it's a preparatory stage. The next stage is superheroes. So you're doing things your own way, no, no rules, but you're doing things your own way. And you grow up and you, and you realize, I think people realize they need more than that. The, the no rules thing doesn't work. We know that just from society. If you had no road signs, the road would be chaos, right? So they realize, okay, well, we need something greater than ourselves. We need something outside ourselves. Christianity teaches a system of morality that is established outside of ourselves. If it was established within ourselves, the only thing I have to do to get rid of your morality is to get rid of you. But since Christianity's morality is transcendent, which means it's above us, you know, I think that's built inside of us. God says in Ecclesiastes, he put, he's put eternity in our hearts, right? So we, we know that there's certain things he's given to man, each man a measure of faith. We know there are certain things inside of us. The next logical conclusion is to look outside of us. And so what has Hollywood done? 
and comic book writers and all this, well, they've provided something outside of us. They've provided superheroes, right? They're above us. They're greater than us. They can do more than us. And so then we start looking to them for a type of salvation or something to do more than us or to even live vicariously. The problem with all of those characters is this. They will never save you from the one thing you need to be saved from. They will never save you from sin. They might save you from a catastrophe. You know, they might save your life physically in some way, but they will never save you from sin. And in fact, all, maybe I should say most, most, if not all of them participate in acts of immorality. This is what we're looking to as our savior types. Well, now we have a distorted, a very distorted picture of God when when we look at it that way or when when you know when we when we are that way so some of our more significant documentaries we produced one on the science of how your brain works how you respond to advertising marketing those kind of things how you respond to what you watch what your mind does that documentary is called pseudology and i would encourage people to check that out we have a lot of our projects are digital we have a vimeo store the short link to that is lls.tv/v O-D, as in Victor, Oscar, Delta. That'll take you to our Vimeo store where you can see our projects. More recently, we have been on YouTube. We've been on YouTube a lot. So we host a weekly show called LED Live. And on LED Live, uh, we talk about culture. We talk about pop culture. We talk about, you know, our faith. We talk about entertainment. We talk about media. We talk about all of that. And it's kind of a you know, no topic is really off limits kind of show. We're not shy to ask hard questions or answer hard questions. So we really encourage you to look that up on Little Light Studios on YouTube, and you should be able to find that pretty easily. We release every Friday at noon if all things go well. Sometimes we're a little late. Our latest projects have been, uh, let's see, we produced a documentary on the Black Panther deception with Dr. Olentuji from Oakwood. We did a documentary on social media called Hashtag Selfie. And we recently put out a alien UFO video uh, talking about that whole uh, thing since it's been in the news a lot. And we are working on something for the Matrix. And we have, of course, several ideas for future documentaries in the works, one of which I told you about a little bit. It is a documentary about the history of technology and spiritualism and how they run a parallel track. So uh, that's a very fascinating topic, lots of information that I'm sure none of you have ever heard before. So we look forward to that uh, being produced in the near future as well. So that's what's going on. And we hope that you will learn something. More importantly, we hope that it will change your walk with Christ. We hope that it will become a beautiful experience. And really our goal is to put ourselves out of a job. This is a topic that we keep wondering, like, why do people still need this? You know, surely this isn't the only thing to do, Um, but people keep requesting it. It's apparently it's needed. The world is becoming more and more saturated in media and pop culture. So we'll keep doing it, but uh, it would be fantastic if nobody ever needed that. You know, it would mean we were that much closer to heaven. So that's that's a brief update. Yes, quite a lot that you have uncovered there. And just in case someone didn't get it, it's a very simple, um, easy to find website, littlelightstudios.tv, L-I-T-T-L-E-L-I-G-H-T, 
studios.tv. So it's pretty easy to find. One of the questions a person will say, then, you know, you are saying to us, we should not watch certain things or, well, not say, but encourage us not to watch certain things. And you are able to unearth, you know, some of these deceptive things. So how it is that you came to this knowledge? Are you watching these productions? But it's a question that, you know, many would ask. So I'm just asking from that perspective, how is it that you are able to get these insights as to yeah. the nature of this, these contents? We actually get that question a lot. It's not very uncommon. So you might say this ministry started with people who had a very recent past in watching a lot of those things. Myself included, uh, when I had come on board, I was very familiar with a lot of the things that they were talking about. As time has gone on, we very rarely will watch a production. Most of the time, we can learn a whole lot from trailers, from uh, scripts that we can dig up on the internet, from interviews of people who are uh, either writers, producers, actors, those kind of things. And the nice thing about our work is that the story never really changes. And so it's very easy to pick up on and very easy for us to see, oh yeah, there it is again. They're teaching the same thing. Sometimes we will go deeper. Sometimes we will watch more parts of something to get a better idea and to confirm what it is that we believe to be true. And we're pretty much right probably every time. <laughs> so we have to do an incredible amount of research first before we can just, you know, go into something. Uh, a lot of times we're using official wiki sites, whether it be Marvel Wiki or Disney Wiki or something, and reading up on the characters and their background stories and all of that kind of stuff. So most of the time, we're not watching productions in length. There have been a couple of times where we have uh, somebody has, has felt the need to do that just to make sure they know 100% what they're talking about before they bring it to the audience. But most of the time, we can do research other ways and totally know exactly what's going on. Uh, with that production. Yes, thanks for that answer. And in case persons are still doubting, think about a journalist going on the field. He yeah. doesn't have to witness whether it's a crime, an accident, or whatever. It's just about conducting different interviews, doing his or her own research, and then you are able to unearth the truth. I must say thanks for taking the time today to share with us your story. So for my listeners, my guest today is Keith Detweiler. He's presenter, producer at Little Light Studios. Now, Keith, as is customary on our show, just before we go, do you have any parting words to share with our listeners? Um, I guess I would just reiterate something I said earlier, and that is, you know, you may be in Christianity. You may have never walked away. You may have pretty much always walked with God, or maybe, maybe you haven't gone very far away from the fold, you might say. I think most people have that experience in Christianity. If you're outside of Christianity, it's hard more difficult for me to relate to that. Or if you've gone very far away, it's more difficult for me to relate to that. But uh, certainly for those who have a similar type experience, I would say, put it in God's hands, trust him, you know, ask God, put him to the test. If you let him lead, follow him, he'll lead you to uh, wonderful places. And, you know, for those who aren't maybe a part of Christianity, I would submit the same thing. If you call on God, God will answer. He will make clear the path that he wants you to take. And if you've wandered far away, I believe the same thing. But, you know, you don't have to be uh, a superstar. You don't have to have all of these qualifications. I went to school for biochemistry and chemistry. And today I'm doing media work. 
you know, God will equip you with the knowledge that you need. Trust him, follow him, put his word to the test. And if you submit your life fully to him, God will lead you and you will do things that you never thought you would do. And he will satisfy the desires of your heart in ways that you never would have imagined. It's all about trusting God. Amen. You've been in tune to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple, AWR, Loud Voice, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podcast Guru apps. You're also welcome to visit Upward Way Facebook page. Click like and leave a comment. Until then, I am Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way Podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.